From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. CFL season is fast approaching, of course, pending a new labor deal. What's a new season without another road trip by our CFL commissioner, Randy Ambrosi, in our city today? And Happy New Year, Randy. How are you doing today? Happy New Year to you. Yeah, no, I'm really good. Great to be in the, in the home of the Great Cup champions and the host of the 2019 Great Cup. You know, it's interesting, Randy. You know, you get the same questions over and over again from media types, but you probably get better questions and tougher questions from fans and season ticket holders. So what was your toughest question you got today? Uh, you know, I don't know that there was any particularly tough question. I mean, look, everyone wants to know, uh, you know, they want essentially a personal promise that we'll get the league started on time for the 2019 season. So I wasn't terribly surprised. You know, the the, the questions and the feedback today not materially different than before. People want to talk about challenge flags as a as an example. They, uh, you know, I think if I was to if I was to represent the fans' uh, voice that I hear over and over, is I think our fans would like to see us go to a to one challenge with uh, with a with one more if you're successful. Um, uh, quarterback quarterback safety was another thing that uh, fans wanted to talk about today, and we're curious what things we're thinking of doing in 2019 to continue to improve uh, the safety uh, of our players. So I'm curious what you told the fans uh, when they asked about, uh, you know, will you start on time? Because that is obviously a, a big time question. Can you, can you guarantee that we're going to start on time, Randy? Well, you know, how does it go? There's only two things guaranteed in life, death, taxes, right? So <laughs> listen, Jock, I'm an optimist. I I really I love the players. I ultimately I I feel um, like I've got the best intentions of the league and the players at heart. I want to grow. I want to grow our revenues so that ultimately you know we can reward our owners, we can reward our players and our coaches and and everybody that's involved in the game. And I think again, I said that's something I hear from the fans that they want to see us. They want to see us make sure we are looking after our players. So to do that, I got to grow the game, and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to this, you know, to the start of negotiations, which should be in in about three weeks' time. And uh, and you know, personally, I'm I'm expecting a great outcome. I, I, obviously, you're not going to negotiate on the air, and I don't expect you to negotiate on the air. But but maybe talk about the process because you know a lot of fans ask me why waiting until March to, to get these negotiations underway, and I, obviously the players had something to do with that as well. Uh, can you take us through what's going to happen and transpire in March? Well, you know, I think the answer to why March, it's in part, you know, you know, I think the uh, the players have been great. They, um, you know, they shared with us that uh you know it's a busy season for the players and of course you can imagine you know right up to great cup it's very difficult for the players to turn their attention to to meetings when they're so busy competing on the field and then we roll into the holiday season and i think the players you know rightly needed some of january and february just to make sure that they were talking with one another and and um, and the things they were thinking of raising at the negotiation table were well were well defined um, I think what will happen is, you know, we'll um, I'll have an opportunity to share my to share my thoughts on you know where the league is going. Um, each side will will talk about some of their important you know their important uh, issues going into the negotiation. That's kind of 
you know, that's kind of step one. I, I think what people would be surprised, uh, maybe not surprised by, is it's very tedious, right? Because you're kind of going issue by issue, and it's very with nothing. It's not there's very little glory or glamour in the process. Uh, you have to kind of you have to do the work, and and uh, and it does take time to to get through everything. But you know, starting in you know early March is uh, more than early enough to to get this done. Um, and again, my my expectations are that we'll come out the other end uh, with a successful. Uh, deal that's good for both sides. CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi, a special guest here on Sports Talk with Jock. Of course, he's in town for Randy's road trip and meeting with some uh, season ticket holders and some fans earlier today at McMahon Stadium. So, uh, Randy, you know, I, I think we we all thought it was a great day on February 12th, CFL free agency for the first time in a long time. You know, the league got this major, major traction. Everybody was talking about the Canadian Football League on February the 12th. We saw some some big names change teams. Uh, from your perspective, is that a good thing? Or a bad thing well uh, you gotta love it when there was so much buzz and and of course i enjoyed every moment of that um you know it was a big group of free agents i know from a fan's point of view you can look at it from through two different lenses one is if you you know if you got some great free agents you're happy if you lost some free agents maybe you're a little less uh, you're a little less happy uh, I, you know, I'd say I thought this year's class of free agents was really big, and I was I was worried about that much movement. One of the things that our fans do remind me of when I speak to them is, you know, they'd like a little more they'd like a, a little more stability on our rosters, and I've had that now. It's been you know almost two years in this seat, and I hear that quite frequently. Is people would like to see our you know, our best players stay and play long, you know, long, successful careers. So I was a little bit worried about that going into this year, just the possibility of, of uh, so much movement. And uh, so I guess the answer is I'm not really sure. And that's <laughs> perhaps one of the reasons why the roadshow is going to be helpful to me is to give me more insights into what our, uh, what our fans are thinking. One thing I really liked about what happened on February the 12th, the BC Lions, for the first time that I can remember, actually announced in their press release the term and the dollar figure in the contract to Mike Riley. Now, we've seen, you know, salaries become public in other leagues. Is that something that we could see happen down the road in the Canadian Football League, Randy? Well, it's not. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting kind of how public some of the, um, you know, some of the new deals became this year. And, you know, I, it certainly became the subject of, uh, of a lot of water cooler discussion, you know, and, and maybe maybe in some ways, uh, not, not just amongst existing CFL fans, but new and, and uh, potential fans who just kind of went, wow, uh, did you see how much money, um, you know, some of these players are getting paid um, yeah, I, I think it's one of those things we have to almost take a step back and reflect on a little bit before we decide whether it was good or bad. I mean, it was definitely more in your face this year uh, than we've seen in the past. And, you know, I did. I, I just personally heard a lot of people talking about it and wanted to talk to me about it, how cool they thought it was. So, I mean, there's that. And, and some of the people that wanted to talk about it uh, weren't necessarily, you know, guiding the world. Uh, football fans, so, mm. so maybe that's a good thing. Uh, there seems to be a general feeling the salary cap will go up because some of these teams spend an awful lot of money with some of those numbers that we're bantied about. Is is that a fair assumption to make uh, on, on behalf of the fans? 
Well, I, you know, I just, again, I think that's probably one of those questions that I'm just going to politely pass on. Okay. Um, you know, I think, it, you know, again, it's, uh, we've got to really resist the desire to, uh, to state kind of positions uh, before we really sit down in a respectful environment with the players and talk about it. But I've heard the same thing. I've heard people talk about it and, and, um, you know, I think uh, March 11th or thereabouts is uh, when negotiations will start. So that's when the real um, that's when the real conversation will begin. You've had a busy off season, Randy. Uh, you know, with the CFL 2.0. Of course, uh, we, we had the the camp in Mexico. Uh, you're obviously expanding all over Europe. Um, you know, it's interesting, and, and I think most people are buying in because you have to not only expand the brand, but you're looking for the next you know talented player to play in the Canadian Football League. Still, seems to be a little bit of unclarity, though. You know, th- these are not going to be national players. I take it. Uh, you know. Uh, they're just going to come in and compete for international spots. Is that the bottom line? Yeah, we. that's one of the big subjects that we'll talk with the players about is how do we fit this in? You know, uh, Jacques, one of the things that I am going to share with the players is just how how big an effect at going to an international roster model has been for professional sports. And, you know, you look at the NHL, I think in 1996, if, if I get this right, that about 9.6% of the players were non-North Americans, internationals. That number's gone to, um, you know, that number's gone now to 30% are, are non-North Americans. And uh, meanwhile, you know, uh, compensation to the players has gone up by, you know, several hundred percent during that time, similar to the Premier League uh, in, in soccer, a big shift to more of an international model. The NBA uh, has has uh, seen a dramatic rise in its revenues as a result of going to a more international approach. So, you know, I'm I'm hoping that we can a share the vision for why this will be good for our league and for the players, and then find a way to get it done together. So I don't have a pat strategy for this. I just think we want to sit with the players and and really share the opportunity and then hopefully work towards the way of doing it that's going to make sense for everyone. Randy, unfortunately, I'm out of time. We could uh, we could chat for, for hours on all the topics uh, facing the Canadian Football League, but thanks so much for your time tonight. And uh, where's the next stop on Randy's road trip? Uh, Jacques, I'm heading back for Board of Governors meetings later this week, and then it is uh, starting Saturday. It's Saskatchewan, then B.C., and then on to Winnipeg. So... Uh, the march, uh, the march continues, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I just say to the, you know, to you, Jacques, and the great, uh, you know, city of Calgary. It's always wonderful to visit here. And 2019 is going to be a special year for Calgary hosting the Great Cup. Randy, have a great night. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Jock. Bye for now. CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi, a special guest here on Sports Talk with Jock. Obviously, the Canadian Football League is a big announcement coming up on Thursday. They will announce who will host next year's Grey Cup Championship game. It's down to three teams, or three cities, I guess I should say. Montreal, Saskatchewan, and Hamilton. My money's on Hamilton. Although Saskatchewan made a very, very strong bid, apparently. You know, the only problem with Regina and Hamilton, their lack of hotel infrastructure in the city core. And hey, if you're going to a Grey Cup championship game as an out-of-town guest, you do want to stay in the city, city core. You don't want to stay on the outskirts. It's just not as much fun. So those are true issues 
facing those two cities. But hey, with the new stadium in Hamilton, I got to think they're probably the number one choice. And then I would think, you know, when, when did Saskatchewan? Saskatchewan hosted like five years ago. They will get another Great Cup championship game. I just don't think they're going to get it in 2020. Anyway, if you want to weigh in, 403-974-8255. You know the numbers. Easy to call, easy to text. 403-974-TALK. Toll free out of town, 1-800-563-7770. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Sports on 770. My email address, jock at 770, chqr.com.